Hello, Girlfriends. This is Girlfriend Talks, the podcast that meets the need of every woman by bringing inspiration, affirmation, and information to enlighten you to the truth. I am your host, Gail Brown, your podcast girlfriend. Welcome, Girlfriends, to another episode of Girlfriend Talks. Hello, ladies. I hope everyone is doing well. I hope you've had an amazing week and that everyone is definitely staying safe. Listen, your girl, she had a long week. It was tiring, y'all, but I made it through by the grace of God. So I'm thankful for that. I want you to know, you know, I have a word to share with you. I am so excited about this word. I want you to know, too, that... Uh, when I'm sharing from this platform that it's important that I am transparent, that I am keeping it real on the realest level, you know, when sharing my story, when sharing about my struggle, because we all have struggles. Nobody is an ex- is exempt from that. Would you agree? So, you know, I want to encourage you, if you're having a struggle, pray through till you get through to your breakthrough. Don't give up, Okay. All right. But anyway, moving forward, before I begin to share, make sure you hit that little button that says follow so you can subscribe to Girlfriend Talks. Make sure you hit that little bell so you can receive any alerts of any new um Um, any new episodes that I upload and also make sure you leave a rating or a review. Okay. And most definitely I ask that you please share girlfriend talks, share, share with your family, share with your friends. You know, if I've been a blessing, if this podcast has been a blessing to you, please definitely continue to support by sharing. And I definitely, definitely would appreciate it. But anyway, moving on. Today, ladies, I am going to be sharing with you on the power of not quitting. Listen, (laughs) your girl this week wanted to quit. And let me tell you why. I was all in my feelings. You see, quitting is a feeling we get when things are tough or we aren't getting the results we desire. This is exactly why I wanted to quit. Because I wasn't getting the results I desired. I wasn't getting the support that I desired or I thought I wasn't. Sometimes it's a facade because your feelings will make you think things that really aren't there sometimes. Now, I really had to take a moment and reassess, reassess my, my why. I had to remind myself of my why. And that's the importance of having your why in place when fulfilling a dream or the call of God, because when your why is tested, you will be reminded of what to do. And what is that? It's to keep forging forward. Despite what you see, despite what you hear, you keep going. I heard a great preacher say, never build a house where you should be pitching a tent. In other words, Never allow momentary situations to detour you from the call of God. That's how I took it. You know, sometimes we so often allow our feelings to take us out of the will of God. Instead of yielding to the process, we yield to what doesn't feel comfortable. We think that purpose comes wrapped in a nice, neat box with a bow on top. And in my opinion, it does. But we don't realize that the contents of the box will require something of us. Much like Joseph in the Bible, 
when God had given him the dream, you know, he didn't show him the process. The process, not the process would not be the, the, the path of least re- resistance because it's the resistance that builds the muscle to carry the dream. Now, Joseph being rejected by his brothers and thrown into the pit, being uh, sold into slavery, being falsely accused and thrown into prison only to be forgotten by someone he helped was all a part of the dream. Rejection at its finest is sometimes God's direction at its greatest. Man, that's good. Rejection at its finest is sometimes God's direction at its greatest. What we deem to be a denial was really God's direction and protection. You ever thought the reason why you went through what you did and what you're going through, what you're going through now, that is all a part of the dream? The fact that you were abandoned or abused or laid off or fired from your job. Maybe you lost the car, the house, you had a divorce, you know, uh, infidelity took place. Maybe that all of this was part of the dream. You know, what doesn't look or feel like purpose may be all a part of the dream to lead you to the expected ending God has for you. God will always, he will always set you up to prevail and not to fail because God works all things for our good, good, bad, ugly, indifferent. God works all things together for our good. Now with Joseph, what he went through, I believe what kept him and what can keep us is keeping our eyes on God and not the dream. Now, could you be mistaking the dream for a nightmare? Could you be so focused on the dream you forget God? A dream without God, in my opinion, is a nightmare. Don't get me wrong. We all have felt like quitting and some of us have. I'm guilty of it. I've quit many times. You know, when I first became the youth minister at my church and I I felt like I wasn't making an impact. It was a roller coaster ride, y'all. And you know how it is when you're teaching or you're engaging with preteens or teenagers, it feels like a roller coaster ride. But the key is, it's not to ride that roller coaster with them. You know, I literally wore myself out focusing on entertaining in an effort to grab their attention instead of ministering and allowing God to draw their attention. Not attention to me, but to God. Although I was speaking the word, I felt I had to add some bells and some whistles to tantalize these young people's appetites or emotions opposed to their spirit. The problem was I was giving them an emotional experience, expecting spiritual results. Although I was teaching the word of God, I felt like it needed my human touch. I literally, y'all, I wore myself out a lot of times. Uh, I left our youth services feeling drained, depleted, and ineffective. Why? Because I made it about me and less about God. It would be a day while at home and feeling defeated that I literally opened my Bible and immediately turned to the book of Ezekiel. Now, at the time, I had never studied or thought about studying the book of Ezekiel, but God thought it was necessary because I flipped open my Bible and I believed it was the spirit of God that led me to begin reading this book. Y'all, I was blown away. As I began to read about Ezekiel, God had called him to the Israelites. 
they had uh, rebelled against God and God was sending Ezekiel to these rebellious people who would be stubborn and obstinate. And for those who don't know what obstinate means, it means refusing to change one's opinions or action. Actions, that's stubbornness, y'all. The kicker was God told Ezekiel, whether they fail to listen or not, they will know a prophet had been among them. It wasn't to say my youth was rebellious or stubborn at all. In fact, I viewed this call of God to Ezekiel as more about the obedience to the call. You see, when God told him, look, I'm sending you to these hard-headed people. Don't be scared. Don't rebel like them. Just listen. Say what I tell you to say. In other words, they may or may not listen to you, but that's not your concern. You need only be concerned with being obedient to the call. This was the part that changed the game for me and spoke so clearly to my situation. You see, I didn't need to concern myself with whether I was seeing the results I wanted to see. I had to recenter my focus on being obedient to the call of God on my life. And that was it. That was it. No more, no less. All I needed to do was preach the word God placed in my heart. I didn't have to work for something that only God had control of. Why? Because when transformation took place, it would be God who got the glory. (laughs) It would be uh, after a five-year run uh, as the youth minister, I would receive a card from a young lady that expressed how much of an impact I made on her life. This was big, y'all, because this was the same young lady whom I thought cared less about me and and wasn't um, wasn't even listening to me. You know, maybe when we feel we aren't getting the results we desire, maybe we need a motive readjustment or realignment. You know what I'm saying? When God has called you to purpose. It's not about you in some respects. Yes, you are the vessel he uses, but as we are obedient to the call, God will do what only he can do. Just do your part. On those days you feel tired, discouraged, and feel like quitting, remember, this is what God has called you to do. You were made for this. It's easy to quit and give up and throw in the towel when things don't look or feel good. But that's why it's important to remember your why. It's also important not to look at how many Instagram followers you have, how many people like your post or how much praise you are receiving. Stop looking for results and just keep looking to God. Instead of seeking to build an audience, seek to build the kingdom. I have a question. Would you rather be popular or effective? Now, being popular means that you must work to get and keep people's attention, right? That means you are a passing fad until people are on to the next good thing. You know how we can be. We can be fickle. You know how people can be. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's a lot of what I call Instagram famous. You know, people you, will engage with you until they're on to the next good thing. Now, being effective means making an impact that will long outlast your existence. Now, so many women have walked the road of great resistance only to come out on top. Why? Because against all odds, they didn't quit. Take Oprah Winfrey, for instance. 
Oprah has endured and overcome a lot, y'all, from being repeatedly sexually assaulted as a young girl by her cousin. I believe it was her uncle and a family friend being pregnant and giving birth at a age at the age of 14, I believe, and, and enduring the pain of not only how she became pregnant, but two weeks later losing her child. She didn't allow the pain of her past, though, to dictate the purpose of her future. Oprah would go on to graduate with honors from high school, earning a full scholarship to college. She worked her way up through the ranks of television, going from a local network anchor in Nashville, Tennessee, a popular, impactful, influential talk show host to an international speaker. And we all know the creator and the owner of her own, no pun intended, network. From the outside, it seemed like the odds were stacked against Oprah. She could have succumbed to her past, but she took the broken pieces of her life and created a beautiful, a beautiful masterpiece. This goes to show it's not how you start, but how you finish and that you finish what you start. What am I saying? Don't quit. Now, another overcomer whose inspiring story I recently learned of is J.K. Rowling. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but it's R-O-W-L-I-N-G. She's the creator, author of Harry Potter. Now, she was newly divorced on government assistance and could barely afford to feed her child in 1994. And this would just be three years before the first Harry Potter book was published, right? Now, when she was shopping out the book, she was as she was so poor she couldn't afford a computer or even the cost of photocopying what is a 90,000 word novel. So she manually typed out each version to send to publishers. It would be rejected dozens and dozens of times until finally a small publishing company gave her a chance after the CEO of the publishing company's eight-year-old daughter fell in love with the novel. novel. Now, because Rowling didn't quit after rejection after rejection, she went on to make millions, y'all. We all know that. She made millions. Now, never allow rejection to be your excuse for quitting. Your project, whatever it may be, may, be for, may not be for everybody, but it only takes one somebody, like an eight-year-old girl, to change the trajectory of your life. Now, stories like these are inspiring, but you too have an inspiring story that will be told of your perseverance and overcoming against all odds if you just don't quit. Now, if we know and believe God has really and truly called us to purpose, whatever that may be, and our desire is to be obedient and in his perfect will, we can't allow ourselves to be moved by what we see or don't see. Never allow a momentary setback, rejection, or not getting the results you desire stop you from fulfilling God's calling on your life. Jesus faced the exact issues, but he knew he was called to greater. So he kept his eyes on the Father and relentlessly, y'all, pursued purpose. He wasn't looking for results, but because his relationship and commitment to the Father, he got results. I want you to know to keep pushing. Don't quit. I know there is a lot going on in this world right now, and it can be really uh, disheartening and almost lead you to a place that you want to quit. But don't quit. Don't quit on your purpose. Don't quit on your dream. And most definitely, 
don't quit on job on oh, don't quit on God. <laughs> don't quit on God at all because he said he will never leave you nor forsake you. I thank you for taking the time to listen to this week's episode. I hope it was encouraging to you. I hope, you know, this spoke to your heart. And if it doesn't speak, if it doesn't speak to your heart, maybe you can speak it to somebody else's heart to not quit and just pass this along because we are in need of somebody that will stay. Sometimes we are in need of somebody that's going to stand with us and tell us don't quit. That's the word that we need to keep forging forward. Listen, I look forward to sharing with you on next week. In the meantime, be safe and know that we will talk again.